is, is confronting fears. Who are you? You are a new creation. You are alive and free. You are an ambassador, a conqueror, a part of a chosen nation. You are beautiful, loved, and cherished. You are complete and washed clean. And today we hope you would be encouraged. Good morning. How are you, Miss Michaela? You're good. I was going to say, you might, <laughs> wait, we should probably make sure your microphone's working. Talk now. Hello. Hello, hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's one of those mornings. <laughs> yeah, so Michaela just walked in the door. Could and she not just walked in? Just walked in the door. And she said, people were driving like they didn't have anywhere to be. Well, like, tell me about that. It's just like, okay, granted, <laughs> okay, let's put this in perspective. Perspective I, is good. I know I don't drive the speed limit. Uh oh. So uh oh. On air, you just said that you should probably start driving the speed limit, Miss. I Michaela. mean, technically, you can drive over five and not technically get caught by the police. But also, <laughs> sometimes it's just Do like you hear like her drive right now. like intent, like you know, inten intentionally on drive like you need to go listening, somewhere. Please, please yeah. tune in on this. Are we they allowed? Are we actually <laughs> allowed to drive five miles over the speed limit? Because I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> You know, one of the things that, um, if you're listening, hello, Amy, good morning. Can you let us know if you guys can hear both of us okay? Um, I hear myself. I don't hear you, though, Not coming out. super So much. I don't know. Here, talk now. Let's see. Can you hear her now? <laughs> hello. Oh, the joys of radio. <laughs> so um, let me tell you a little bit about a message that we just had at our church about mm -hmm. this whole idea of um, being in a hurry. So there's a quote by, I believe it's Dallas Willard. Hmm. And the quote is very simple and pretty profound. And it's this, ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. Ruthlessly, like that's a big word. Eliminate hurry from your life. So what does that look like on the front end of something? Because I'm with you, okay? So we just had, uh, this is our first week back to school. Mm -hmm. And uh, so today was the first day that I had to navigate um, back to our routines, navigate getting three kids up, uh, handling a, a new puppy, oh, getting lunches made, getting out and, and getting to school and all the places on time. And we were great. We were fine. We were moving at this really nice, easy, peaceful pace until all of a sudden it was like, ah, we're going to be late. Everybody <laughs> hurry up, hurry up. Grab stuff, grab stuff. Didn't I tell you? I already told you three times. Did you brush your teeth? Go brush your teeth. Did you get your shoes on? Where are your shoes? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then when we finally get in the car, who's got the puppy? Everyone's like, ah. But we were like 10 minutes late. So... I started to talk with the kids about this whole idea of ruthless. <laughs> I got my pants on, Nikki. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to tell that story oh just because yes. you opened up the, the door. But 
<laughs> this idea of ruthlessly eliminating hurry from your life. Uh, the kids and I started talking about it on the mm -hmm. way up to school because we have about a 25 minute drive. And I said, what can we do tomorrow on the front end mm -hmm. so that A, we don't have to run around like that um, at all at any part of our morning and B, we can just get to the places we want to get on time. So we came up with some ideas. One of them was, hey, y'all are old enough to make your own lunches. Huh? Make them the night before. And then maybe in the morning that saves us about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? Ruthlessly eliminating hurry mm -hmm. from your life. I think also being intentional or mindful of how, like your routine kind of. So for instance, this morning, I also, <laughs> I got out of bed in time. That's good. And then I was just kind of like, I just didn't really want to do much. I read a oh. book. I was reading, I'm reading a book called finished right now. Ooh, who's um, it by? By John. Orberg. Oh no. Something with an A. Finished. Okay. Yeah, I right. have it in my backpack. Oh, I, I, can go, I can go like look at the thing later, but, um, I'm reading that and it's all about just um, actually getting to our goal. So all of us start stuff, mm -hmm. but do, how often do we finish it? Mm -hmm. How often do we actually get, like, see uh -oh. it to completion? John Acuff. Yes. Okay. Wait a second. You just, that's a big question. Mm -hmm. Can you say that again? What did I say? Uh, <laughs> what how, did I say? I love it. <laughs> so, we, we, so we start a lot of things, but how often do we actually like bring Good morning, it to completion? Karen. Yeah, that's a big deal oh wow that is not at all what i meant to do sorry i was trying to post the link for the book in, <laughs> in facebook live and it came out with this link about yep. like 52 uh lines long so anyways we'll get there it's finished uh give yourself the gift of done by john acuff so is it a christian book or is it just is it a regular like hey pull up your bootstraps kind of book i'm not I want to say that he's Christian. I'm not extra sure. I feel like I've seen like some other things. He might actually be. But um, maybe but it's, it's not built on Christian but principles. Not, or but it's not like a Jesus isn't in every sentence. Oh, okay. Well, Jesus isn't in every one of my <laughs> sentences either, even though he is in every one of my moments, yes. but he's not necessarily it's in not, every it's one not of my like sentences. It's not like a, here's a huge, here's a passage of scripture. It's like a, Got it. it's, I guess it's more on the self-help lines, yeah. but like actually like makes you kind of think about things yeah well you you know what that leads really well mm -hmm. into the discussion for today in fact i was just on the phone with my bff miss jenny jenny i don't Aww. know if you're listening but hey girl i love you <laughs> um she and i were just talking about um how common it is to start something or say that you're going to do something mm -hmm. and not finish it. This is a, a theme in my life that is a really frustrating theme mm -hmm. um, that I don't like, that I wish wasn't a theme in my life. Mm -hmm. I get really, really, really excited at the start of something. And then as it continues on, uh, it loses some of the fire, right, and mm -hmm. excitement-wise, and I have to then either choose to persevere through some of the emotional, like, downswings of whatever it is I've chosen to do, right. or I give up. And quite honestly, like, there's a lot of frustration in giving up, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so tell me what you read this morning. So this morning... Mache! Um, hey, if you are actually listening, I would love for you to comment because I love this woman. She's out in Maine. Ooh. I love you. I hope you're actually listening. Uh, hi, Allison. Good morning. All right, go ahead. Sorry, I totally interrupted you. <laughs> no, you're okay. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to say hi to people and that's perfectly okay. <laughs> um, oh, what did I read this morning? Yeah, uh, what did you so read? 
right now it's like it talks about like perfectionism and how like a lot of times you don't finish things uh-huh. because we're we want it to be perfect we, we're looking at it and we're like we have like these mm-hmm. lofty goals and ideas and stuff but it's like okay how do we realistically get there and without falling into perfection the sense of like well if it's not gonna be perfect why do it or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um perfection per- perfection says like you need to you have to do this a hundred percent or you're gonna fail um but instead looking at it like okay so you have this goal do you need to maybe lengthen the time you have to to complete this goal so you actually can actually do the steps or Mm -hmm. do you maybe like even cut the goal in half so it's like say you want to run a marathon well maybe maybe walk a a mile first (laughs) maybe maybe actually (laughs) walk a mile first first. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like do whatever a half marathon is oh my god <laughs> I, I, so I'm, I'm just like maybe i should go walk first <laughs> i get these big lofty goals i mean sorry you just literally are speaking my language right now like i get these big grandiose ideas like mm. oh yes i really want to run a marathon and i'll be like yes getting all excited and mm. i'm on the couch on mm. the couch or or, or or how about this one Oh, I wish, I wish I could do that. Like, oh, look at so-and-so. She's training for the Chicago Marathon. Oh, I wish I could do that. As I'm sitting there on the couch doing nothing. As I'm sitting there without a gym membership Uh to actually go train Uh without getting on my bike for like a good month because life's gotten in the way. Uh Lots of excuses, lots of reasons. It's funny how we find the time to do um, anything we feel like doing and all of a sudden we don't have the time to do the thing that we need to be doing. Mm -hmm. So I I find this very interesting. One of the things that um, I think is extremely unhealthy as far as mindset issues go is the, the wishful thinking mindset. Mm -hmm. The mindset that sits there and, you know, you're doing nothing, you're taking no action, but you're saying over and over, oh, I wish I could, or I wish I did, or I wish I, and, and nothing changes. Mm -hmm. There's this beautiful thing in recovery that I learned, um, in order for change to take place, action has to take place. What? Mm. Like, I can't just wish myself into being different. I can't just wish the pounds away. I can't just wish the, you know, the um, bad habit of being late away. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to take action, right? And um, so I just want to point out, so Nikki, uh, who is uh, operating here under Beautifully Broken Ministries, has said, she calls it grit, Doing what you say you're going to do, staying committed. And, and she quoted there Hebrews, or she um, indicated Hebrews 12, verse 1, which says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Praise mm-hmm. God. And I'm going to keep reading. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm -hmm. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that, that's one of my favorite words in scripture, so that, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Mm -hmm. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood Ooh. all right all right let's have a real conversation <laughs> <laughs> about that about that um 
our lives are filled with such amazing opportunities to be and do and engage in really anything we want. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, the, the sky is the limit. We have been given so many opportunities. And the things that um, are good for us seem to be the things that are the hardest to persevere in. Things like getting healthy, healthy physically, healthy mm -hmm. spiritually, healthy emotionally, healthy mentally. Like even we could just like pause and hang out there for a minute. Like we are um, human beings. We are a physical person. We are a spiritual person. We are emotional beings. We are mental, mental beings. Mental. We <laughs> Sorry. think. <laughs> we have minds. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 uh, what's the other one? Relational, yes. and we are relational. And um, just last week, our uh, the reason I actually wasn't here last week is our we had a uh, all day long staff meeting, and part of that was um, a personal time of reflection, looking at all five of those areas and asking ourselves and asking the Lord, right, like. Where am I at there? Where's the health mm -hmm. um, in my life, emotionally, physically, relationally, spiritually, and mentally? And um, as I read here from Hebrews 12, I'm going, the sin that so easily entangles, um, even as Nikki here mentioned, is this procrastination. Um, and you were talking about uh, perfectionism. Mm -hmm. You know, like the sin that so easily entangles are those things that just like get in our way and trip up our feet from doing what needs to be done so that we can get to a place of health, mm -hmm. right? So what does it look like for Michaela to be her healthiest physically, mm -hmm. right? What right. does it look like for you to be your healthiest spiritually, for you to be your healthiest emotionally and so on and so yeah. forth? And even in this, this topic of talking about intentionality and goal writing and setting and all of that, like even if we just took those five areas mm -hmm. and had one goal for each area of our lives, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I fall back whenever I say goal, I fall back to my, my years as a special educator. And I think of smart goals. Yep. Are you familiar? <laughs> what, what is, what, let's see if we can remember what is the smarts specific, uh -huh. measurable, attainable, attainable, uh-huh. Realistic and timely. Timely. Is it timely? I always say timeable, but that's actually that's not a word. Uh, that's I your word. That's timely. Michaela's word. <laughs> timeable. <laughs> I'm like, that's not actually a word. Specific, <laughs> measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I know that's super worldly and all that, but if you consider even stopping and stepping back and, and looking through the lens of scripture and through the lens of um, how Jesus ran his race, mm -hmm. um, I imagine that we could take each area of our life and we could go, okay, how can we have a goal here that is actually specific mm -hmm. and attainable, right? Like right. for me, I really, I have this goal. I'm going to share this out loud. I can't believe it, but I'm going to do it. Ooh, do it. Um, I have a goal to write a book. Like I have uh, a goal to mm -hmm. publish a book and I really believe that I am supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. And yet every single time I start, I get just this like excitement, like gung ho, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this. You know, I share with a few people. I'm like, keep me accountable. I know, I, you know, this last one that I started, I'm like, even if I just get it finished and it never even goes anywhere beyond just an original manuscript and mm -hmm. that's it. I, I, 
get about a month in Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's fear. I don't know if it's perfectionism. I don't know if it's procrastination, but there is a sin in there that's easily entangling me and keeping me from pursuing that goal. Mm And I bet if you were to diagnose that problem, you'd probably say something about a grandiose goal. The goal is too big or something. What do you think? Um, well, one, actually, that's one of my goals. I want to write a book one Woo-woo. day or a couple. We'll see what happens. Um, but I know for me, it's like, it's not that it's too big. Uh-huh. I feel like we just, we don't, we don't pace ourselves or give us, or like, like say you miss a day of writing uh-huh. and then you miss another day of writing. Uh-huh. Oh, well now I've lost my streak. I can never, like in, in your, another, like it's like not, not the literal, I can never go back. It's like you feel, oh no, like I've already missed a day. So what's another day? Okay. I've already done this. What's uh-huh. another? Uh-huh. So Don't pace like ourselves just, or give us, or sorry, like, I knew that was going to happen. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. All right. Um, oh, Oh, it says that we have been interrupted. All right. So we're just going to take a pause. Keep talking. Oh, okay. Keep talking. Michaela. I couldn't it's all tell good. if it was like, still. okay. No, it's anyway. all good. Um, hmm. Yep. So the goal, the goal of writing a book. Yes. Yes. So yep. how, like basically we get in our own way and I think because we look at, so we look at the pig, pig, big picture of, okay, I'm writing a book, mm-hmm. but that seems big. It's not that it's too huge. big. Um, so instead of like looking at this, oh, I'm writing a book, say like, I'm writing a chapter or I'm writing. What if you just set aside sentence. 10 minutes a day to write? Yeah. Like, what if the goal was that simple? 10 minutes a day. Hey, so we are having some technical difficulties, which my uh, dad did warn me may happen. So I need to shut down and restart. Um, I We will be back. Yep, broadcast interrupted. We will be back in just a moment. Those of you listening in on the radio, if you can let us know if we have also gone away there. (laughs) Obviously, if you're hearing me ask you this, you're not going to let us know. (laughs) Mm. I was like, well, mm, maybe not. Yeah, we're going to just go ahead and start and restart and see what happens there. All right. So we're talking today about goal setting. It's not that it's too big. Uh I feel like we just... Being part of a... um, a group of people who have really decided that we want to start being more intentional Mm -hmm. and uh, writing goals for our lives and things like that. And so Michaela was just talking about the importance of, we're still on the radio, we're still good, uh, the importance of setting realistic goals. So can Mm -hmm. you take even, we can skip away from the book writing because we kind of went there, but even like your, one of your personal goals, either in the physical, spiritual, emotional, mind mental (laughs) or relational areas of your life um i think so one goal that i'm um like actively working towards is grad school for instance Mm -hmm. um i think i've talked about that a couple times in here um but so for instance i most likely could have been done with my application by now i really could have and you're not yet however i'm not (laughs) all right all right because i was not intentional in the sense of like I I had blocks of time and then she's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, okay, well, I was at work all day or which I mean, it's important to rest. No, like I think right. rest is incredibly important. Right. But at the same time, it's like sometimes we have this span of time and it's but we don't use it correctly. If uh-huh. that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, or like you like you're just you just get in that mood that, that like mode of just like, well, I have another day or like uh, maybe like, <laughs> Oh, well, or it's like, it's not perfect for me. It's like, it's not right. perfect. Like I was working on my resume and I was just like, 
maybe I should add this and add that. And then like I finally, which it was help when I was reading, when I, I've been reading this book finish, it was kind of like, it's not going to be perfect. And to cut it in half, like I had another, I had two pages. I had one page of just like what I actually needed. And the second page was just fluff mm-hmm. that I didn't know what to do with. And so I deleted that page and Uh-oh. was like, you know what? There we go. I have my experience. Mm-hmm. My references are on there mm-hmm. and where I'm to school and my name and my contact information. And that's what they needed. And that was it. And that's what's needed. And, and it's like, it. you know what? Th- why make it harder than it needs to be? All right. So now where are you at? So my resume is finished. Um, I now need to work on my personal response. So I'm going to probably do a video um, responding to it. Um, and then I'm done. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of you. That's a Thank big you. deal. So I have a I have a goal that I'm working towards in my life, and and my goal is to get healthier physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, I that's why I laughed so hard when you were talking about the marathon because I I do have a few friends who are mm-hmm. saying like oh I'm training for a marathon and I'm like I wish I could just train for like a 5K. But why am I sitting there saying, I wish I could? Mm -hmm. I have a very capable body. I may be 42 years old and I may have a little bit more creaks and pains than I used to at 32. Mm -hmm. But part of that is because I really haven't developed uh, or maintained, I should say, a rhythm of even um, exercising on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I start thinking, well, I wish I could. But then because I feel defeated Mm -hmm. already, like there's this whole idea of like, I don't even want to start. Mm -hmm. Why is starting something um, for me? Like I I asked myself, like, why is starting something sometimes so difficult? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's because I know the pain and the work that's going to go into the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it just is, it speaks to what we were reading earlier in Hebrews Uh, where it says that for the, you know, Jesus endured the cross. He endured it. So there's this piece of endurance that is um, extremely important. And I think it's one of the things that many of us human beings Mm -hmm. struggle with because to build up endurance, it takes, uh, it takes work, right? So for instance, so going back to running, like I know like physically and like I could, I could probably be a, uh, be a runner. It's like at some capacity, I could probably do like, like maybe not a marathon, but I could get myself up to that point. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. choose not to because I, cause you know, like the runner, probably time, be a, a be a runner. It's like, it's and like, Oh, I, I don't even feel myself running anymore. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, to get to that point is tiring. It's brutal. <laughs> and it exhausting. is. It's like, totally I don't know brutal. If, like, do I have it in me to actually get to that point? I'm like, I yeah. probably do. I just yeah. choose not to at that point. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, I guess, I guess for me, I, I'm either going to complain and do nothing or take action and stop complaining. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of weeks ago, my son got a haircut and he really didn't like it. Like he walked out of the haircut place and was like, mom, this is crooked and I don't like this. And I said, all right, bud, we'll go on in and, and have her fix it. Like, mm-hmm. it's no big deal. No, no, it's OK. I'm like, well, you have the opportunity right now to take some action, to go back and to ask her to fix it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, it's OK. And I said, all right. But here's the thing. If you're not going to choose to take action, then you may not complain about it. And he was like, all right, not even five minutes later. (laughs) Mom, it's so crooked. So I gave him another opportunity. I actually turned back, went back to the place and said, okay, 
this is your final opportunity. You may go in and take action mm-hmm. and ask them to fix what you don't like or you have to stop complaining. Like those are your choices. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to go back in. And he said he wasn't going to complain. And we got home and guess what he did? He complained. And I explained to him that at this point, now there was going to be a consequence. I said, if you continue acting in this manner, I said, now we have have to have a consequence because I've explained to you several times. And he was really upset. Mm -hmm. But he learned something Mm -hmm. when we talked about it later. I said, well, what did you learn? He's like, if I don't like something, I have to stand up and take action. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ding, 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 ding. Life lesson 101. Like, stop complaining. Now, if only (laughs) I would listen to my own advice, right? If only I would also stop complaining. So, yeah, we are having some technical difficulties on the Facebook side of life. Uh, I did go ahead and restart and I have a new live video going. So if you um, are hearing us (laughs) and want to join us on Facebook Live, just make sure you you click on the second video. So, what else is going on with you this week, Miss Michaela? Let's see. Um, oh, wait, pause. Do you want to talk a little bit about Connect? Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about how that went? Yeah. That was awesome. So Connect was um, the teen conference that we did like through Beautifully Broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was for teens, uh, both middle school, high school, boys and girls. And it was it was super good. It was really fun. Um, we ended up, I think we had 45 kids there at one point. That's all we did. I counted 50 at one point. Yep. Dang. Yep. All right. Well, there's that. Um, I like, I went in. So for me, I went in with no expectations. I think I looked at the count once, like the day before, like who was mm-hmm. interested on Facebook because mm-hmm. I didn't want to know. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to, for the first one, I'm like, I'm not going to be worried about it. Right I don't want to think about it. Um, and so like, when I saw all those kids, I was like, wow, they're all here. <laughs> yeah, they and they were just coming. They kept coming every time the greeters would think about coming back in to join us. Mm-hmm. More cars would pull in. So tell me just a little bit about your experience at the event. What did you see? What did what did God do with you? Like, mm-hmm. what did you see Him do in the rooms? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, talk about it a little bit. Um, I so what I saw so just through worship that was really cool. Um, watching kids like really like sing to God, and, like mm-hmm. lift their hands and like. I know, you know, you, you have some people like even like kids and adults equally, like some, some that don't connect with worship very much. And like, mm-hmm. you know, that's perfectly fine. Right. But I, that's just where you're at right now. Right. Um, or that's just how you respond. Right. Um, so, but I, I didn't take it personally, but it was uh-huh. like really cool just watching them respond in worship. And then, um, I shared my testimony. Yes, and she so did. that was good and hard. Um, like I, I told some like, to the people I also are um, on worship team with me, I'm like, honesty hour, I don't like sharing my testimony. It's okay. probably one of my least favorite. If I could actively avoid it, I do. Um, yeah, because, well, there's painful elements to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's that whole, like, opening yourself up before mm-hmm. people, people that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Am I safe with you? Is my story safe with you? Like, there's a lot of questions, right, mm-hmm. that go through your mind. And it's like, yeah. it's not like I haven't done, like, I've done it in our small groups, like, when I was leading in college and stuff. So it's not, yeah. it's not something new, mm-hmm. but it's something I just don't enjoy. But right I, at the same time, I knew, I was like, okay, I, I do, I, like, leading up to, like, um, the conference, I was like, no, I think I actually need to share my story. Yeah. As much as I don't like it, I need to. So I did. And it was um, like afterwards, I had like a lot of people. Like, it was really good. And yeah. like I actually had a girl message me 
um, later that night and she was like, I really enjoyed your story and like stuff like that. And I was like, it was really cool. Um, and yeah. And like, I, I knew I hearing afterwards that it was impactful was helpful. Mm-hmm. Cause like at, in the moment, like all I could see was like just people staring at me and like, I yes. think one kid like fell asleep <laughs> and I was like, okay, kid, whatever. It clearly, <laughs> this clearly wasn't for you. So I was like, wasn't, I wasn't offended really though. I was like, I wouldn't be like, wake up. Yeah. Wake yeah. Up. I hear you. I hear you. It's hard. It's hard to not um, read your audience when mm-hmm. you're given your story because it's such a personal thing, right? You're opening yourself up and you're sharing a piece of yourself mm-hmm. with some, a lot of complete strangers. Basically. <laughs> and um, the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get at it mm-hmm. um, because there is so much power in the releasing of our story. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a power of healing that takes place within you. There's a power of somebody in that audience going, oh my gosh, me too. Mm -hmm. You know, like we have that whole hashtag me too movement. I mean, I I know that you and everybody else in the world is familiar with that. But there's a whole nother Me Too movement, right? There's a whole nother like, hey, I connect with you on a level that you need to know that you're not alone. And it's more than just, hey, Me Too. It's, hey, Me Too. And let's actually join, Mm -hmm. um, join arms together and let's go through a healing process together mm-hmm. like there's a there's a healthy version yes. of of me too like i in listening to your story and in you sharing the specifics of you know your childhood and mm-hmm. the relational dynamics that you um endured as you were growing up in in the family of your of or your family of origin mm-hmm. i knew in listening to you that there were kids in that audience yeah. who were like oh my gosh i'm not alone mm-hmm. right like I went through that too. I have those feelings too. And they look at you and they see this beautiful, strong woman standing up front. And even though like within you might have felt like nervous or Mm -hmm. scared or whatever, I just want you to know from someone who was in the hearing of your testimony, you presented your testimony with an air of hope Mm -hmm. and strength. And you, the message you spoke was, hey, even if, you're where I was, or even if you're where I am, Mm -hmm. there's a God who is greater. There is a God who is firm, solid ground. Mm -hmm. There is a God who will get you through this and all things. And so every time you get the opportunity to share that message, Mm -hmm. like you grow, the listeners grow, God gets the glory. Like it is amazing mm-hmm. it's beautiful and like that was like that was the goal you know to right on. like like god was is my solid ground amen um, but also it's like this moment of like especially because they're all middle school and high schoolers and like i knew like i you know like how it feels and, like in the moment where it's like oh my gosh it's dark it's i'm never gonna make it out kind of thing that's mm-hmm. like just this hope that like hey like i like and like going through the week up to that i just like i didn't say it but like something i was hoping like i wanted them to get like you can make it to 23 like it's like your story right now isn't the end like yeah i mean unless jesus come back who knows (laughs) i mean he could i mean he could come back at any time but theoretically right it's not the end like you like there is more than like that circumstance that's surrounding you and like Uh i just really like i was hoping that they understood like they got that and understood that yeah. Um, well, I certainly heard that message. Mm-hmm. I absolutely heard that message. And I think that that message displays so much 
hope, mm-hmm. Michaela. Um, I, for one, am extremely grateful mm-hmm. for your vulnerability. And um, and I also know that just in the, the feedback that I received, that there are students that are like, when, when's the next event? Like, what are you guys doing? Aww. Another thing. And so um, I drove one young lady home. And so we were talking and she said that she didn't used to really get the whole like God thing. Mm -hmm. And now um, as she is continuing to come and surround herself with people, with community of other people who are Mm -hmm. going after God, um, she is finding herself being extremely passionate about wanting a mm-hmm. deeper relationship with God. It's not just so, for old people. No, <laughs> it is not just for old people like me. <laughs> no, the reality is like I I'm reading this book right now about spiritual formation for children. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that uh, the statistics point to is there's this trend in that wherever you are spiritually at age 13 tends to lend itself towards where you will remain um, for the course of your life. Now, I am grateful that that is not like a period, end of sentence. Right. There is no other like, option. Like at 13, like, <laughs> I didn't, well. But it, it's, it's, a, it's a trending, right? Yeah. So it's not, it's not an absolute um, where I was at at 13 spiritually has absolutely nothing to do with where I'm at today. And praise God that Jesus is the one who came in and, and took care of that for mm-hmm. me. Um, but one of the things that uh, the reason that the author was pointing that out was because of the importance of giving kids spiritual formation at a young an early age. Mm-hmm. So um, I know, Michaela, that you were around the church most of your life, weren't you? Yeah. So how about your spiritual formation growing up? Um, so I was around the church. I didn't really go to youth group very often. Okay. I was mainly, I mainly like just like when I went to church, it was like I just sat in service. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have a lot of memories of just like going to. I mean, I did. I know I did. Mm-hmm. And like certain like Saturdays or Sundays, but I didn't do it often. Right. Um, or didn't have like a ton of friends through it. So um, and at 13, I think. It was just, you know, school. I was playing tennis and I think, was I cheering at that point? No, I think I was just playing tennis. Right. Um, so it, it just didn't, I went, but I kind of just sat there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Care. Well, that's fair. And I think that that is um, common. I think mm-hmm. it's more common than it isn't actually. Yes. So I, my reason for going to youth group at age 13 was boys. Like mm-hmm. that was it. Like I could care less what else was being talked about. I, I sang the songs. I listened to the message, I'm sure. Um, but I really only cared about you know, the one or two boys that I was crushing on <laughs> or three or four. I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, I was a little bit boy crazy <laughs> when I was younger. I have some friends who could attest to that. Um, but the Lord has redeemed that too. Praise God. And now I have just one man in my life and I love him dearly. <laughs> my hubby, Ashley. Um, and yes, I did say Ashley. <laughs> like the girl. Do you ever call him Ash? I do call him Ash. Oh. But did you know that Ashley was actually a male name before a female name? I think I've heard that before. That's or like, it's well, like, it's like what a, I've heard. It's a both name. Yeah, because it, it originated, I want to say it's an English name. Mm-hmm. And so it was, have you ever seen Gone with the Wind? With the character I've Ashley? I've heard of it too. I've not seen it either. Seen oh, it. Hashtag I think oops. my mom has. Um, <laughs> 
things that I need to do, things that are still on my list. Um, we're going to go ahead and break into this, and I'm going to try to remember with the best of my ability because I do not see the paper who our radio sponsors are. So I know we have 20, we are coming to you from 21.6 the net, and we are coming from High Top Sticker Dude in Johnsburg, Illinois. If you are interested in getting your car stickered, um, they also have banners and other signage that they do. Um, you can visit them here at stickerdude.com. This radio station is also sponsored by NIW Windows, I believe is what they're called. Cleaning one pane at a time. Cleaning one pane at a time. They do gutter wa gutters and uh, window washing. Mm -hmm. And we are also sponsored by Natural Therapy Wellness Center, www.mchenrymassage.com, 815-385-8190. They do massage therapy, reflexology, acupuncture, and Thai yoga massage Ooh. all right so we are going to get back on track with what we originally started talking about which is intentionality and goal yes. setting um and one of the things that the quote that we started with by D dallas willard which said you know ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life um, one of the things that i have been uh, struggling with for most of my adult life is not being in a hurry. I don't know how to not be in a hurry. Mm -hmm. And so I would say the last, like, I shouldn't say I've been struggling. It has been a struggle because I would say the last uh, two or three years, I've been very intentional about setting aside time in my day, even if it's just a little bit where I actually intentionally choose mm -hmm. to not hurry. Um, and it's great for those 10 minutes, 20 minutes, hour, but then you go right back into you know, the stream of life, right? You go right back into got to get this done, got to get this done, got to get this done. And one of the things that we talked about um, at church was that, you know, we are in this culture, excuse me, it's not even just a mindset, it's a culture. Uh, when you look at Luke 10 and you read the story of Mary and Martha, which we have talked about before, um, and you think about the two different women, you know, Martha, who was, you know, preoccupied and distracted mm -hmm. by many things and Mary, who was fully focused on the one thing, right, that mattered. Mm -hmm. And um, what he took just even a step further, our pastor, uh, Ben, uh, who Ben Cornick, who is actually the campus pastor at the McHenry Chapel here in McHenry, mm -hmm. Illinois, uh, he gave the message and he was talking about how we are in a Martha culture. Mm hmm. And that was a whole different thing for me to think about was like, yeah, we are in a culture that says like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And mm -hmm. it's really hard. Like our kids don't even know how to be bored anymore. <laughs> you know, they look at me, they're like, I'm bored. Yeah. Like would they haven't what? done something for what? Maybe a minute. I'm bored. Are you serious right now? Go be bored. It's okay to be bored. <laughs> like boredom is where some of the most amazing things are birthed, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, like, how do we exist in this Martha culture with this reality that goals are important, mm -hmm. like having goals and striving, not necessarily striving, but working toward something mm -hmm. is important. And yet it's not the most important thing. Right. You know, there's that tension of yes, but mm -hmm. yes, but so how do we live our daily life in a way that says I have goals, you know, I'm not just flying by the seat of my pants, right. but those goals don't have me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean by that? Like yeah. how, how, like respond to that. I, let's see. I, I mean, I think of that, I think of priorities mm -hmm. in a sense of, so we have our goals and stuff, which like 
can be like related to like our calling or purpose or just something that mm-hmm. I feel like, like, you know, God places on our heart, but he also doesn't want that to be our idol or to rule us. Right on. So it's like, we're, we're our priorities. So it's like, okay, we have time to work on our goals, but we also need to have time where like, we're just like with God. Amen. Um, I'm trying to brings me back to, um, it but reminds it me of, okay, go ahead. Okay. Nope. You go ahead. Um, s- Matthew six, um, 33, mm-hmm. seek, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So it's like, we have these goals and stuff, but like, but we're ultimately called to seek first the kingdom. Amen. So I kind of, I've been reading this book called the sacred search. Okay. It's, um, I don't know if you've heard the book sacred marriage, but it's like sacred search is like the dating one, but like, okay. or like about marriage in the sense of like mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. And like one of the points he makes is like, um, when we're looking at marriage and stuff like this verse, Matthew six thirty three should be like the mission mm. to seek first the kingdom mm. and everything will be added. <laughs> like seek first, like God first and then your marriage, like your marriage will follow in the sense of like, like, so if our goal with our goals, it's like, seek first the kingdom what exactly are the talents or gifts that like god has given us to seek his kingdom Mm -hmm. and then usually i mean typically our goal is in align with what we're what gifts and talents we're given okay okay at least that's kind of like my thought process on it well it's a good thought process it's funny how you actually just said like the mission Mm -hmm. is to seek first the kingdom of god um because i totally 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 relate to that mm-hmm. um when we have first in mind so that is the that's the mary culture mm-hmm. right so we can even <laughs> we can even look at the mary and martha story as the kingdom versus the world mm-hmm. right the, the the mindset of the kingdom versus the mindset of the world and what i mean by that is when we go after the kingdom of God before anything else, what does scripture tell us? But that all these things shall be added unto mm-hmm. you. All these things shall be added unto you. And if you read in context in Matthew 6, y- it talks about, you know, why do you worry about what you're going to mm-hmm. wear or what you're going to eat? Why mm-hmm. do you worry about or why do you run after the things that, you know, you want or need? Like God knows that you need them. Mm-hmm. So seek first the kingdom and all these things shall be added unto you. So what I hear you saying in terms of like this whole living lifestyle that, you know, we actually have goals, but the goals aren't the the main objective Mm -hmm. is to live a lifestyle in which we seek first the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I have been learning over the last year or so is, um, really about the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and how, you know, growing up, I had this mindset that, you know, heaven was this place, right? This place you went to when you died. Mm -hmm. Heaven was this, you know, perfect place where God lived and he was contained in my little box in my mind called heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have a context or a really a a very good box to put heaven in but in my mind right it was up in the sky and god was this big old dude on the throne and Mm -hmm. you know that's where he lived and one day if i was a good person right then i would go to his kingdom and the pearly gates right Mm -hmm. i mean you know what i'm talking about right i'm not alone in this (laughs) tell me you are with me (laughs) (laughs) but you know like i would think that was the goal that was the ultimate goal be a good person on the world or in the world 
And one day you will end up at the kingdom of God. And if you can give your resume over to, you know, whoever yep. <laughs> stands there at the pearly gates and he approves, stamps it approved, opens the gates and boom, <laughs> right? Oh, here I am. We're in heaven. And what I have been learning over the past year or so, I've been taking some classes and our church is going through a, um, just a beautiful transition into more of uh, what, what it would be called the kingdom theology, like mm -hmm. really studying the kingdom of God and realizing that right in scripture, we are told that the kingdom is present among us, mm -hmm. that it's not about us getting to the kingdom one day, but that God's kingdom, which is not which is less of a place and more of a, um, uh, um, how would I say it? More of an ex experience almost like it's the kingdom of God is the rule and the reign of God. It's where mm -hmm. God's power breaks into a moment. It's where God's rule breaks into a moment. Right. God's reign. Does that make sense? Yes. So the kingdom of God is among us, is mm -hmm. at hand, as scripture would put it. Um, when Jesus came uh, into his ministry, you know, the f one of the very first things he spoke out was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm -hmm. And then you'll find in other places of scripture where it says, well, the kingdom of God is near right. or the kingdom of God is coming or the kingdom of God has come. And so there's this like conflicting tension mm -hmm. between, OK, so what is it? Is it here or is it not here? Is it somewhere <laughs> right. I go to it's or is it I'm coming to me? A like, confused. And the mm -hmm. answer would be yes. And then you're like, wait, <laughs> wait, say that again. The answer would be yes. You know, um, God is good, right? Mm -hmm. So God is good. And from all times, from the beginning of time, everything that he created, he created and looked at it and said, it is good. Mm -hmm. Of course, then you have sin, right? Or the kingdom of darkness that has broken into that good and created all the dysfunction that we see, the chaos, the brokenness, mm -hmm. the sickness, the death. Everything came with Satan, not from the hand of God. Does that make sense? Right. So now you have two opposing kingdoms. You have two opposing forces who are going at one another. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just be realistic. Like the light, right? Kingdom of God is always going to overcome the darkness. Mm -hmm. But there still exists within their attention. There still exists within like as Jesus came and said, the kingdom of God is near and the kingdom of God is at hand. What he's saying is like, hey, look, when he healed the sick, when he gave sight back to the blind, when he rose the dead, when he cast out demons, like he was saying, this is the kingdom yeah. at hand. Like literally in the in the physical. Yes. Like this is physically the kingdom of God. Yes. And of course, we have like the spiritual sense of like the yes. kingdom of God, but like physically like could come down. It is possible for the goodness of God to break into a moment. And for God's rule and God's reign and God's perfection mm -hmm. to, to interact with us right here on earth. And so this whole like seek first the kingdom of God thing has changed dramatically for me. I'm no longer thinking of along it along the terms of like, OK, I have to seek first, you know, the this idea of getting to heaven mm -hmm. and so seek first doing all these you know good things and these churchy christiany things so that one day i can get to heaven mm -hmm. seek first the kingdom of god is seek first god mm -hmm. seek first his rule like invite him in invite him to be the one to to rule and reign mm -hmm. in my life and when there are goals allow him 
to be the one to help me to get to the place of actually attaining them. Mm -hmm. Because apart from him, girl, like you're looking at nothing. Like I can't do anything. I can barely get Mm -hmm. up in the morning apart from him. (laughs) But God's rule and God's reign are very present even now, even now in the times that we're in. Um, Already the kingdom has come, but not yet in its fullness. Mm -hmm. You know, like one day we talked, we alluded to it earlier, Jesus will come again. And perfection will have its rightful place Mm -hmm. again. And all things will be made right again. And I say again because they were all created right Right. in the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we live in the tension. We live in the tension. Already the kingdom. Like like we live in the in-between of like. Yes. Well, what is it? Already happened, but not something. Yes, not yet. That's exactly right. The already not yet. No, you're exactly right. The fancy word is inaugurated eschatology. Yes. Which means the beginning of the end times. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like a t- Good dinosaur name. it means the beginning <laughs> of the end <laughs> is really what it means so when we come to christ like when we make a decision mm-hmm. to turn our life and our and our will over to the care of jesus christ uh, we are actually stepping up to the starting line of the race like so often people think that's the that's the culmination mm-hmm. that's the end point like i've given my life to christ hallelujah i'm going to heaven one day You know, and then they just go back and live their life the way that they, you know, want to live their life and Mm -hmm. and plan to take the Jesus Express to heaven. You know what I'm saying? But the reality is, like, when you give your heart over to the Lord, you're actually getting off the bench and into the game. Mm -hmm. And now is the time that the game starts. (laughs) And there is tension. Like, we will see sickness healed in our lifetime and we will also see sickness lead to death Mm -hmm. we will see relationships restored and we will see relationships combust and fall apart like we will see both but because we are people who walk with the lord we are people of the kingdom of god we are people of hope Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying like in all things there is hope we are not without hope that's awesome Mm -hmm. right that is so awesome like our God is big enough for this in all things. So you think he's big enough to handle our goals? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> pretty th- Sometimes pretty in my mind, I just make God still a little bit too small. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think or, or or even the opposite of that is I, I think God is only worried about like the really big things in my life. And I forget that he cares mm-hmm. even about the small stuff. Yeah. You know? Or seemingly small. Stuff. I think for me, it's like this battle of like, especially if I feel like, oh, it's something he's like called me to. or I feel like this is something I need to be doing in my life. It's like, oh, but what if he suddenly says no and like all of a sudden he stops me? Like not in the sense of like and the, like kind of like I'm, I'm going, I'm doing I'm doing the thing. All of a sudden it's like, oh, no, sorry. You're right. not doing this anymore. And it's like, OK, well, what do I do? And when God is. um when we realize that, that, how do I say this? Like God calls us to something. So in, in that situation, mm-hmm. you were called to a process, not an outcome. Mm-hmm. So whatever was in that process that God wanted to teach you, we need to pray to be open to receiving or learning what God wants to teach us in the process, mm-hmm. because the outcome may look very different than what we're anticipating. Um, and, and if we're not walking with eyes wide open, throughout the process then we miss all the amazing things that God has for us even right now Mm -hmm. you know um 
Kaylin was talking about at Connect. She was talking about how God is the God of our hearts, not the God of our circumstances. Which, by and the way, that kid, love her dearly. <laughs> She's great. I love her. I oh do. I love her. Um, but she, I mean, she spoke right to my heart too. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, she, she didn't share her message, you mm-hmm. know, like we talk about things a lot, but when she was saying, you know, God is less concerned with how your circumstance works out and more concerned with how your heart works out during that circumstance. Like mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, because we as human beings, again, we just, we put our minds, our, our eyes, whatever you want to say, they're set on an outcome, you know, like I really want this thing. And if we are focused there, like how much are we missing? You know, back to Hebrews 12 says, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So as we're going around or going through, I should say our life, our eyes, if they're on Jesus, so seek first the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm. keep your eyes on Jesus. Like those are synonymous for me anymore. Then the things that are going on around us will start to line up with the way that God wants them to be. Mm-hmm. And I won't be in such a constant battle with, but I want this God, but, 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 but like, <laughs> yuck. He is a God <laughs> who answers our prayers in really interesting ways, though. Mm-hmm. I have been asking to get back up at, we'll get up again at five o'clock in the morning because I used to get up at five in the morning and I really enjoyed like from five to six having this just quiet space to just interact with the Lord and and, you know, get myself ready slow before I would get my kids up or get moving, you know, around six o'clock. And uh, for the last like year or so, maybe even more, I have been realizing that I can't get up in the morning like it is so hard for me to get mm-hmm. up. And so I've had this like goal in my mind of, okay, 5 a.m., tomorrow, 5 a.m., nope. Okay, next day, 5 a.m., nope, <laughs> next day, 5 a.m. <laughs> well, this past week, we did get a puppy. <laughs> Brand new, 10-week-old um, Boykin Spaniel Lab Mix. She's Aww. adorable. Her name is Sweet Emmy Joy. I just love her to pieces. Guess what time she's gotten up the last three mornings? Five. 5 a.m., 5 a.m. And I'm like, this morning, you know, yesterday and the day before, I was like, yeah, I'm up with Emmy Joy. This is so great. This morning, she's she's kind of fussing from her, her uh, kennel. And I'm like, okay, Emmy, just a sh- sh- little bit longer, a little bit longer. No, she is not an alarm with a snooze button, P.S. No. I had to get up. Of course. She's but like, I, I have to go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> and then I just started laughing. I was like, Lord, I have been asking you to help me get up at 5 a.m. for over a year. Have a dog. <laughs> and now I have a dog. <laughs> I think it's interesting because, like, oh. maybe it just wasn't the season to get up at five in the morning. Right on. And sometimes I kind of, like, because for a, a while I was, like, getting up, like, just in time to, like, get to work or do life. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, mm-hmm. I needed some extra rest. And now, like, it's past couple weeks have been a little bit easier getting up um, and just kind of, like, starting life and doing, like, having a little bit more time before I have to go anywhere. Right. And, like, maybe I just needed more rest. <laughs> You know, and that's okay. Sometimes we do just need a little bit more rest. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we started talking about a few minutes ago, and, and I don't know that we landed on it, was, uh, okay, now I know where we went. Um, when I said, like, how do we begin to live our life in a way that um, keeps ourselves focused Mm -hmm. on Christ throughout our day. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's nice to have these set apart quiet times. Okay. It was the Mary Martha thing. It's nice. Sorry. I had to like talk through again. Like what were we talking about? (laughs) 
<laughs> Hashtag 42-year-old brain. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like when we have God in boxes, like my God time, mm-hmm. and then I go to work. My God time, and then I parent. My God time, and then I, you know, whatever it is, go to school, whatever it is. Um, we are keeping God kind of, quote unquote, in a box. Mm-hmm. God was never designed for a box, right? He is far bigger. And so bringing God with us, I know that sounds so silly. And what I mean by that is not like, okay, God, come on, let's <laughs> go. But it's it's keeping ever mindful of him, mm-hmm. keeping ourselves aware that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, no matter who we're with, God is there. Mm-hmm. He's present. He is as quick as a, you know, a look, a glance, a breath, a heartbeat. Like he's mm-hmm. he's right there. Mm-hmm. And learning to set our mindsets on that. Mm-hmm. You know, so much of this journey of the sanctification process or the becoming more Christ-like is about our mind you know romans 12 2 says um to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and um when we can focus our mind on god in our whole day Mm -hmm. it actually creates um the likelihood that we can be in a martha culture with a mary mindset or Mm -hmm. a merry heart posture and again to just parallel that with the whole kingdom and world you know we can be in the world but not of it Mm -hmm. you know that's like that's what that means like we can live in the culture that we live in but our minds and our hearts which are the things that really govern our our perspective and existence in life anyway Mm -hmm. can actually be um kingdom mindset and a kingdom heart posture which means that god's rule and reign is in all things not just in my quiet time right right Mm -hmm. what do you think about that um so for me it's like so for instance on sunday i was extra tired by the end of the day Mm -hmm. i had this moment of like energy like holy spirit energy i call it absolutely where it's like I'm so tired, but and literally the only thing that's keeping me running is Jesus. <laughs> right on. And the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, like, taking him into my day. So, like, for instance, like, this past week, like, my last day off, technically, like, Sunday doesn't count because I was busy all Sunday. <laughs> my last day off was last Tuesday. All right. All right. My next so day going, off is going, Saturday. Going. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Saturday. So, I'm, I'm like, literally, I was just like, how am I going to make it to Saturday? And it's, like, literally Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like, bringing him, like, directly into, like, whatever situation I'm at work or like whatever is happening, like, okay, right now and I need you like all the time, but like mm-hmm. literally in this moment, I'm like, I need you to like control the situation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> and what about just even turning your mind to a worshipful place? Mm-hmm. Like uh, if you're tired and you're sitting there at the cash register and or I whatever, yeah, <laughs> I'm backing through. But <laughs> I'm even saying like, even beyond the music, yeah. like as customers arrive, like, Thank Jesus for creating them, you mm-hmm. know, be like, hey, Jesus, thanks for this family or thanks for that sweet little girl mm-hmm. that just ordered, you know, whatever. And God, you know, I just ask you to bless this family and, and like putting your mind into a, a place of prayer, a place mm-hmm. of worship, um, even in your job, mm-hmm. even and and 
taking your mind off of the things you have to do and putting them on the things we get to do Mm -hmm. as people of the kingdom. We get to operate with God. We get to do life with God all day long, all Mm -hmm. night long. You know, he doesn't even leave us while we sleep. Did you know Mm -hmm. that? Like (laughs) I remember reading in scripture where it says, you know, he even instructs me as I sleep. And I thought, oh, that's amazing. That is so true. Mm -hmm. Like he is even working on the inner places because we know like transformation, sanctification, like those things happen. They start within mm-hmm. and they work outward. I mean, cause I know pe- like he like can give people dreams or visions and stuff Absolutely. in their sleep. So Absolutely. And he can change a heart overnight. I'm telling you, um, Ashley and I did not want a dog. We were like, no to dogs. Like the kids would be like, can we? No. Can we? You no. Had, like, you no. had a whole like kind oh. of experience with a dog oh, beforehand so I was, I was really expe- I was really surprised when I saw on Facebook I'm like they got a dog yeah <laughs> yeah we were neither one of us like I've had f- some people be like seriously a dog so but the reason I'm saying this is because my husband and I are both madly in love with Emmy Joy like mm-hmm. she, she and our kids like we're just so excited 